Hey there, this is Heather McAllister, a health coach for women in midlife. I went from feeling fat and tired at 40 to living my best life ever nine years later. I now feel better than ever in my body and in my clothes. I feel a renewed sense of purpose and energy and I'm here to share that with you. It was not an easy path. I had a lot of missteps along the way, but all those missteps have made it easier to help women facing the same struggles. So I created the Get Better With Heather podcast to give you simple and effective strategies to do the same thing. So if you're a woman in midlife and you're struggling to feel good in your body, to take off extra weight without obsessing over food, to get motivated and get moving, then this podcast is for you. Hit the subscribe button to stay up to date and let's get started. Well, hello, my friends. This is Heather from the Get Better with Heather show. I am a health and life coach, and I am here to help you live a more fulfilled life with better energy, and I specifically help women in midlife lose weight. And today we're going to talk about habit change. So how would you feel if every day you just got 1% better? How would that feel for you? So for some people, that may feel good. Other people are like, that is not a good goal, right? I mean, 1% better every day, really, would that make a difference? So I'm here to say that if you improve your life just 1% better every single day, then in a year's time, you will have a 37% increase in improving your life. And the reason why I am talking about this today is because so many times we think we need to make massive changes all at once in order to get motivated, in order to really achieve our goals. And what I'm here to say and to give you a different perspective on is that just making small habit changes over time can transform your life. And not only are those changes more effective for long-term results, but they're easier to sustain. And so I want you to hang with me here. Um, One of the things that I work with on clients is making healthier lifestyle changes and how to implement those changes into a very busy sometimes stressful, crazy life, right? If you are a lady, a mom, or you are taking care of family members and you have a job, life can get a little bit crazy and it can get very overwhelming and downright difficult when we try to make changes in our health. And specifically when it comes to weight loss, a lot of people really struggle feeling that it's just too hard and it takes so much energy and focus and willpower and all the stuff. So what I'm here to say today is that implementing habit change is extremely effective for losing weight over time. 
and that in fact, making smaller changes and committing to smaller changes can actually be a much more effective strategy. Now there's a lot that goes into being able to lose weight and stay healthy, regain your energy, find better balance, all of that stuff, right? So there's a lot of science behind that and knowledge, which is something that I provide for my clients. But let's say you kind of know that in order to lose weight, for example, you just need to move more, right? Like that's one thing that you know if you just could find the motivation to exercise a little bit every day. And and you may think you have to exercise a lot to start and I want to shift your, fo- your perspective a little bit because I don't think you have to exercise a lot, at least not to start, to make a change. So... Let's say that's something you know you need to do, but you're just really struggling to get that into your daily regimen. Or you've identified that you know your sugar habit after dinner, you sit down and maybe you have um, some kind of sweets every night, just a habit that you know is not helping you, a habit that actually is probably really um, stopping you from being able to lose weight. And I hear a lot of people say, you know, I just have a sweet tooth. I can't get rid of eating sugar or, you know, I, I can't go without bread or pasta. And this has become a habit in our brain. We be, we also can become addicted to some of these things. So that becomes like a secondary effect. It didn't start out that way necessarily, but as you developed this habit of eating this certain food and this certain food makes you feel a certain way, your brain got rewarded for it and it kind of reinforced this habit and then this craving for that particular food. So that's what I'm talking about. How can you break those habits? How can you begin to make these changes in your life so that they become lifelong sustainable changes. So the 1% every day, the 1% better every day is actually based on a concept by James Clear in the book Atomic Habits. So I would highly recommend that book if this is something that you're interested in really diving deep into. Um, It's something that, it's a book that I have that I have read through, reread through and highlighted and will probably read a few more times because I'm incorporating all of these concepts into my weight loss program. But I wanted to give today and I give you all an idea today of how you can start looking at your habits and some really easy applicable ways or steps to start manipulating them in your favor. So how can you start um, easily making small changes? So if you're in a place where you're really stuck, you're not feeling motivated, or you're feeling really overwhelmed with life, and the thought of even starting some kind of a program to improve your health, your, your weight is just so overwhelming. This is a really good place to start because you don't have to make any big overwhelming changes, you can just make some small, small, easy changes. And actually, the easier you make them, the better, because you're going to be more likely to complete them. So 
The effect of habits is that they multiply over time. And this is one of the reasons why the 1% change leads to a 37% improvement because of this compound effect of doing one good thing in your life. If you do one small good thing, it's going to lead eventually to tens or hundreds of good other good things. And those benefits do multiply over time, right? It's kind of like brushing your teeth. If you only brushed your teeth once a week, probably wouldn't help you prevent cavities. But if you brush your teeth, every morning and every night, the effects of having good teeth, healthy teeth over a lifetime are much higher. So it's that similar thing. So just having those little habits in place can set you up for success. So in order to make a positive change, these habits should be practiced every day. And that's the power of a habit. So what is a habit? A habit is something that our brain kind of relies on because a habit is something we don't have to think about anymore. And it could be good or it could be bad for us, right? We could have good habits like brushing our teeth. We could have good habits like, you know, parking further away from the office to walk in. And every day, you know, maybe that increases your steps 500, you know, increases your steps by 500 or something like that. Over time, those habits are actually... Um, really, really powerful, but it's become something that you just do. You don't even think about doing it anymore. That's a habit. And that could be, um, you know, not so good for you because if it's a bad habit, like every single time you sit on the couch at night, you're grabbing um, ice cream or popcorn or, or, you know, eating something, excess calories and, and sugary foods that aren't helpful to weight loss. So that could be a problem, right? So we want to break down what a habit is because once you look at how a habit forms, you're able to sort of break down how to tweak those habits to work in your favor or to um, get them out of your life. So if you're trying to, you know, avoid a habit or stop a habit. So habits start with a cue, which is a trigger for a certain behavior. Um, And the cue is usually something that we've placed meaning on. So it's very individual, you know, different things in our environments, different cues mean different things to people. So, you know, for one, for one person, you know, looking at cookies on the counter might be a cue to want cookies or, or a cue to eat the cookies. So you might have a craving for it. Other people may be like, ew, cookies just don't do it for me, right? So it's very individual from one person to the other. But it's a trigger, right? So a cue is sort of the trigger. Then that produces um, a response in your brain that creates a craving. Now this is after a habit has been established. So this has to, this whole loop, this habit loop has to happen a couple of times in order to create that craving. But that once a habit has been reinforced enough, as soon as you see that trigger or that cue in your environment, Um, that craving is produced. And the craving is really just motivation behind a habit. So it's your brain saying it wants a change in its state, which means a change in how it feels. That leads to a response. So the cue leads to a craving, and then our craving motivates us to do something, right? That's our response. We see the cookie. We crave the cookie. We want to feel good because the sugar makes us feel good and that causes us to go and eat the cookie right and the reward is that our brain 
is happier. And that leads to reinforcement. That reward reinforces that behavior. So every time, you know, we're feeling a little icky, we see the cookie, if it reinforces that feeling of feeling better, then it becomes an automatic craving, right? You see the cookies, you crave it. And this can happen with a lot of different things in our lives, right? It doesn't have to be cookies. It could be, you know, some people are triggered by the sounds of slot machines, right? Um, there are a lot of different things. Uh, text messages can be a cue, right? The craving is the need to check uh, what the messages on the phone, right? So we're a little curious and then checking our phone sort of gives us the reward of information. Um, and sometimes that could become an avoidance, right? So we are frustrated at work. We don't want to, you know, face whatever it is that we're frustrated with. We pick up our phone. That makes us feel a little bit better, releases some dopamine to check social media or check some emails. And then that becomes a habit loop that we perform over and over again and becomes a distraction in our lives. So what we want to do is we want to look at those steps and how we can break a habit or start a new one. The very first step is really just becoming aware of the habits, right? So sometimes we're not even aware of them. We may not even realize that just seeing cookies causes us to crave it. Or, you know, we look at the clock and the clock could be a cue that starts the craving to eat. And our body may not even be hungry yet, right? So we may not have the internal cue of hunger, we just, the, the clock on the wall creates this, it's become a habit or a cue. Um, that we see 12 o'clock noon means it's lunchtime, all of a sudden I'm hungry. So becoming aware of what our habits are and then really thinking like, are they good habits or are they bad habits? And sometimes they're just neutral habits. Like, um, you know, brushing your teeth is a positive habit you know, turning your alarm off and getting right out of bed is a positive habit, right? Um, you know, there's certain habits that are just neutral. So there's nothing positive nor negative about it. They're just neither here nor there. They're just part of life. So a really good way to start a new habit. Um, so we have awareness, number one, of what our habits are. And then a good way to start a new habit. Let's say we wanted to start meditating for five minutes every day, but you're like just not able to get it in there. You're forgetting about it. You're blowing it off or whatever. By pairing it with something that you already do, it helps to remember to do it. So let's say your habit is to meditate and every morning you get up and you make coffee. So your habit if you bundle it up with something you're already doing, saying every time I get up, I make coffee, I'm gonna meditate for five minutes while the coffee brews. It's already something that you're doing, so it's easy to remember, and then you start to, it becomes uh, associated with the habit that you're already doing. Same thing with, you know, let's say you wanna get in the habit of taking vitamins at night, right? Um, just having the vitamins right next to your toothbrush. So you pair it with brushing your teeth. Every time I brush my teeth at night, I take my vitamins first. Um, another thing that really helps is to be very specific about 
what it is, and this is something that I work with on clients, is being very specific each week about what your action steps are going to be. If you write it down and you're specific about when and where and how it's going to happen, you're going to be much more likely to follow through. So if you say next week I will blank on blank day at blank time at blank place, right? So next week I will walk Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon during my lunch break in the you know parking lot surrounding the building at work or down the sidewalk or something like that right if you're very very specific or you could say next week each morning while the coffee brews i will do 15 air squats in the kitchen right so just and it's something really small it doesn't have to be a perfect goal it doesn't have to be i'm going to you know do three 30-minute hit classes next week. It really, just starting something really, really small, moving that needle in the favor of where you want to be. You, it may not be the end result yet, but you are building the confidence and you're building the skill of following through on your habits. So connect, being aware of what your habits are, Bundling habits with things you're already doing to, to have new habits. Um, and then, um, what was my other one? I've forgotten already. So the habit stacking, um, building a new habit. And then the next thing that you can do is to manipulate your environment to either make something more likely to happen or more um, unlikely to happen. So let's say you know, cookies are a real problem for you. And every day after you get home from work, you go to grab whatever it is. It could be cookies, candy, whatever. I mean, simply by just hiding it or tossing it and having other healthy options as, as an option for you so you're not grabbing those, right? Um, that could be really helpful. The other really helpful thing to think about is what is it that I'm needing in that moment? So if you're coming home and you're tired, well, what's the underlying cause of you feeling tired? You know, maybe going for a walk will perk you back up again. Or, you know, maybe you're tired when you come home from work because you are not hydrated and you've been drinking coffee all morning, right? So, you know, building a habit around have, coming home and having a glass of water, waiting five minutes before snacking on something and seeing how you feel. So it does help to understand like what's the underlying cause for the craving or the need that's driving this habit and trying to address that issue can be really, really helpful. Um, the other thing that can be really helpful, especially if you're driving some kind of lifestyle change, is to join a community that has the desired culture right? So sometimes it's really hard. Like if you work in an environment where people are, you know, not eating the healthiest, they're not, they're not exercising, they're not performing the things that you know, or the, the behaviors that will make you healthier. It's really hard sometimes when you're surrounded by that. And sometimes people will say this at home, you may have a spouse who does not share in that desire to be healthy, right? So being part of a community can be really, really helpful. Um, and this is actually something that I'm going to be building as part of my health coaching practice for all my clients. I do have a Start With You Facebook group where I'm starting that. 
Um, but there are many communities. I mean, even buddying up with a friend to go walking with, um, joining a Facebook group, whether it's my Facebook group or another Facebook group that shares recipes that are, you know, inspired by, you know, a plan that works for you, that kind of thing. It can be very motivating to just be surrounded by other people who are all working towards the same thing. Making it easy. So in your environment, um, this kind of goes back to like not having the things in the house that you have a hard time eating. Um, but you could also make your environment conducive and making it easier to follow through with a habit. So let's say your habit is you want to go walking every morning for 10 minutes, right? Um, it's really hard to change the habit if your habit is I get up and I, you know, go to the bathroom and then I go make coffee and then I check my email, right? So once you sit down to check your email, 10 or 15 minutes may have gone by and now you got to rush and get ready for work or get the kids ready or whatever. So a good way to change that habit would be to have everything laid out for you that you would need to go for a walk in the morning so that as soon as you wake up, you see your walking shoes, you see your sweatshirt or whatever it is that you would change into, maybe the dog leash if you have a dog, that could be really motivating to get out and take the dog for a quick 10, 15 minute walk. Again, making the goal really simple can be um, just reduce the amount of resistance. And then, you know, once you start making that a habit, you become the person who just walks every day or five days a week or whatever it is that's your goal. Once you start doing that, you may build uh, upon that goal and really stack that. So, you know, you feel good after going for a walk for 10 or 15 minutes, and then you start remembering how good that feels so that maybe later on that night you go for another walk or maybe you realize, you know, that, that it's giving you more energy. So you start taking an exercise class or whatever, but it usually leads to more positive behaviors. So making it easy you know, laying out, so this is one of these that's really, really effective, and I know a lot of people um, say, oh, I need to do that and never do, is meal prepping. And one way to overcome the resistance on the meal prepping is to start out with one thing. Like, I'm going to meal prep on Sunday um, for three lunches for the week or something like that, or I'm going to meal prep for Monday. So whatever you cook on Sunday, you cook a little extra for Monday. Um, just making small little changes in the way, because once you've meal prepped and you have the food available for you, it's going to be much easier to stick to a healthier eating program. And, and that's just another example of making it easier. Um, so another way you can think about this is really to change your mindset in from, oh, I, I have to change how I eat for, to I get to change how I eat or I need to start exercising and changing that to I get to exercise. These little mindset shifts can really change your perspective and how it feels in your body because everything that you're feeling in your body is based on some kind of a quick thought that's happening in your brain, right? There's some kind of thought in your brain that's triggering the feeling that makes you act, right? 
Another good way, and this kind of goes along with that, is to pair something that kind of makes you happy and feel good with something that you don't necessarily enjoy doing. Um, so you may want to say, I'm only going to watch whatever, you know, indulgent Netflix show you have while I walk on the treadmill, right? So 30 minutes every day, I'm going to walk on the treadmill and I'm going to watch my whatever show, something that's... Um, fun for you. Or while I get a pedicure, I will clean up my email box and unsubscribe to, you know, whatever is cluttering up your email box. Or, I mean, there's just so many things that you can do to pair, pair the, the good feeling with the feeling that is hard for you right now. Um, I like to, you know, one of the things that has, that I enjoy is just going for nature walks and when I feel like I'm kind of in a slog when, or a slump when it comes to exercising I will start by just doing some nature walks because then I just start associating movement with something that really feels good to me that's relaxing um, I don't have any expectations on how I'm going to do with it it just really becomes a positive experience so that alone just going for a walk on a really nice day somewhere that you enjoy the scenery can be enough to sort of change your mood when it comes to movement and exercise. And when you do that for a little while, you start to feel the difference. You start feeling more energetic. You probably will start noticing that your body looks and feels a little bit different. So if you're trying to avoid something, this is a good tactic is to reward yourself. Well, there's two ways this can work. You can reward yourself for avoiding something. So for example, you want to avoid the high sugar calorie Starbucks drinks, right? So one of the ways that you could reward, well, there's two things you could do. You could take a different route to work, right? If you go buy it and that's a trigger. So <laughs> don't take that route to work anymore. <laughs> That's one way to change your environment so that you're not seeing the trigger. The other thing that you could do is every time you do that is take whatever it is that you would spend on your Starbucks or your Dunkin' Donuts or whatever takeout treat that maybe isn't helping you with your weight loss and health and putting that into a separate fund. You can just keep track of it. You don't have to physically put it into a separate fund, but let's say, you know, four out of the five days I did not go to Starbucks and I saved six dollars each day so there's twenty four dollars that I get to spend on something fun for myself you know I'm going to take that twenty four dollars and I'm going to go to you know Ulta and buy myself and you know new makeup or go buy a new shirt at Marshall's or something like that um the other thing that you could do is make whatever it is, the reward very attractive. Um, so, you know, <laughs> brushing your teeth, you know, adding the mint flavored toothpaste, it becomes a habit because it's attractive. It feels good afterwards, right? Hand washing, um, it smells nice when you have nice smelly soaps. So that becomes an attractive reward. So how can you make whatever it is that you want to do just a little bit more attractive and irresistible. This may be asking your friends to go for a walk with you because 
you know, you're, you're kind of craving some time, social time. You want to also find time to move. It becomes really attractive to and irresistible to catch up with your friends on a walk. So doing something like that or, um, you know, just doing yoga might become very attractive because of how good you feel afterwards. So maybe just starting a yoga practice um, every night and, f- and just realizing how good it feels when you're done with moving and doing yoga practice. So those are some ideas of how to change your habits. And just to kind of quickly go over it, you know, making your habits obvious and understanding which habits need to change and which don't manipulating your environment, um, starting small, so really small goals that you can achieve and do every day, even making a goal that takes less than two minutes every day. It may be that, you know, your first goal is to just get the yoga mat out, right? Or your first goal may be to, you know, brush off your running shoes or, Um, Your first goal could be just going through the pantry and tossing out, you know, foods that, you know, are triggering for you and that you shouldn't have in there. And then creating a plan. You can create a whole year plan each quarter and work each quarter just working on one little part of your full year plan. And it It might happen sooner than your full year. Things may go a little bit quicker. But if you give yourself that space to, you know, change things over time versus making massive changes all at once, it'll happen faster for you. Because how many times have you done these, you know, drastic diets that you are all gung-ho, you make all these massive changes, and then you kind of fall off because it's just too difficult to maintain, and then you're kind of back to square one again. Try it this way. Try making small changes and see where that gets you. And if you're interested in more one-on-one coaching, if you're interested in, you know, getting, getting some help and accountability to start this process and kind of dive a little deeper into some of the roadblocks that you're experiencing, you can go ahead and um, send me an email at support at getbetterwithheather.com or you can find me on my website, getbetterwithheather.com. I'm also on social, so you could always send me um, private messages there as well. And I hope this helped and... Good luck making some habit changes. Start small, stay strong. I am so excited to announce that I will be rolling out the Better Body Formula, which is an online health coaching program to help my lady friends like me in midlife struggling to lose weight and feel good in their bodies. It is a step-by-step approach with coaching as part of the program and something that you can do at your own pace. So you could say goodbye to dieting and finally have an easy to follow formula, a formula that has taken years for me to develop because yes, I was the guinea pig. I was the one going through all of these ups and downs and making all of these mistakes. 
but I've packaged all of those mistakes and all of the things that I've learned from my two certifications in health coaching, from all my knowledge about the human body, about the human brain, and about the life of a woman in midlife, a busy mom, a career woman, and how to implement the best program to finally take charge of your body, enhance energy, and learn how to listen to your body so that you're not having to go to experts and you're not having to go to books and people telling you, you know, totally different things. This is one program where you get to decide what is the best method for you and learn how to identify your unique roadblocks, the things that get in your way. I spent a lot of time self-sabotaging my weight loss efforts. And some of those were limiting beliefs that I had and other reasons were totally physiological things that I didn't understand. If you wanna get on the wait list, go ahead and click the link that's in the show notes. It is going to be an awesome program, self-paced. Like I said, it's going to have some coaching component to it. So I will be helping you throughout the way and helping you create awesome confidence that impacts your life in every way. To get on the wait list for the Better Body Formula, go to land.getbetterwithheather.com forward slash better body. This is the wait list that I will use to send out email updates so that you are the first to know about this program when it becomes available. And I guarantee that there are going to be some awesome bonuses to the first few members of this program. So go ahead, sign up. All you have to do is put your email address in and I will send you those updates.